Welcome to My Fresh Coast. We are a podcast for college and young adults that hopes to see people live out their faith where we live, work, and play. Through conversations on relevant topics with a gospel-centered perspective, we hope that you enjoy this week's episode of My Fresh Coast. All right, welcome to My Fresh Coast. We are here on February 28th, the last day of February, to get you guys February's episode of My Fresh Coast. Well, I have a question. You said the last day of When's the last time we had a leap year? Uh, 2020? I don't remember. I Neither think it's 2020. I. All right, anyways, sorry. Anyways, <laughs> we're going to talk about dating because February is the month of love. And to start off our podcast, Kelly has a very funny interesting dating horror story I to tell do. us. Yeah, we got a couple horror stories here, but this one this she one really is top the case. So. <laughs> yes, so this is not this did not happen to me personally, but I heard this from my fiance's dad. So this was one of his dad's friends. This happened to him in real life on a real date and it is mortifying. So mm. basically Sounds what awful. happened is this man had been very interested in this woman for a long time and he finally asked her out. Um, took her on a date and they're sitting at the restaurant and he feels something going on in his stomach so he's like I'll be right back so he leaves goes to the bathroom and he does this three times and by the third time he's like I can't leave this girl for the fourth time that would be so awkward and basically he had a diarrhea explosion (laughs) (laughs) the minute that happens he's like oh no like we need to leave this restaurant because he doesn't want her to notice that anything is wrong and so they walk out And he's like, just wait a minute. Well, she she yes. had to have smelled something. <laughs> sure. like, she world, had to. There was, okay. There's anyway, no sorry. way. But he was just trying to save face, I think. And so um, they had taken the train to get to this dating, locate this restaurant. And so he goes into the store and he's like, I'll be right back. And so he um, buys what he thinks are a pair of pants a pair of sweatpants. I just grabs them off the shelf really fast, pays for them. And then when they get on the train, he's like, I'll be right back. I just need to use the bathroom one more time. And so he gets into the bathroom, throws his old pants out the window and grabs the, what he thinks are sweatpants only to find out it is a sweatshirt. So he pulls the sweatshirt up like it is a skirt, goes back out (laughs) to the woman that he is on a date with and says, I'm so sorry. And they never went out again. Oh, <laughs> poor guy. Just imagine her response to that date. Like, oh my goodness. <laughs> First of all, this guy grabs his pants in the <laughs> restaurant. <laughs> then he buys a sweatshirt. Then he buys a, a sweatshirt. This guy's an idiot. <laughs> oh, man. That's, well, that is a horror story. That is definitely for a sure. horror story. I don't even think we can top that. No, I can't. I mean, like I was saying, I, the worst I've ever had is like, I think one of Megan and I's first dates we went on, I forgot my wallet and it was a pretty nice restaurant and I would, I like go to, and I'm, I go to pay and I'm like, oh no, like I don't have any money. Like what in the world? And so she had to pay for our first date and that was embarrassing mm, for me. You yeah. Know? I paid her back, but that's good. Definitely embarrassing. Yeah. You know? Mm. Well, if you don't want to pay for your first date, just forget your wallet. 
Exactly. I mean, that's a tip, guys. You yeah. Know, if you're, Not a good tip. Don't uh, actually. If you, if you want to be a bum, <laughs> if you be a bum, do that. If uh, you don't want a second date, forget your wallet. <laughs> yeah, forget your wallet or buy a sweatshirt as pants. <laughs> yes. And that'll get you not a second date. I don't really have any horror stories. Um, just I guess this is kind of like a thing that Sahai and I do on dates. We just like to people watch. And so a lot of times we see other date horror stories. And the mm. biggest one we see all the time is like a boyfriend and a girlfriend or husband and wife who are just not feeling each other. And they're just both staring at their phones and we'll like time it and see how long they're both oh, staring. Oh, and man. there was one. We sat through a whole meal and we kept glancing and they were just on their phones the whole time. That's so sad. And so it's a little sad. Uh, yeah. But I would say those are just things we do. We people watch and we see a lot of horror stories. And the cell phones, that'll ruin a date. Oh, that'll definitely that'll ruin a date. That'll definitely ruin a date. Yeah, look at your cell phone more than the other person. That'll that'll yep. that'll get you no more dates. Yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, so today on uh, the podcast, we are going to be just looking at uh, relationship goals. So what does culture say are the goals that we should strive for? And then as believers, as Christians, what are the goals that we should actually be striving for uh, in a dating relationship and as we uh, hopefully are pursuing uh, marriage. So um, I'm going to let either of you kick it off with uh, your first kind of uh, relationship goal uh, versus uh, believer relationship goal. Well, I mean, I think we've all seen the uh, the posts, Instagram, Facebook, whatever, you know, relationship goals. Mm-hmm. And you yeah. see this like cute little couple in there on a mountaintop on a starlit night having a picnic <laughs> and it's just like relationship goals like we want to have that relationship right um i don't know if anybody knows this but that's fake right uh that mm-hmm. is the every once in a while kind of date that's not the everyday kind of date yep. it's not re- reality for anybody um i don't care if you get paid to do these things like um go go check out um there's an instagram called influencers in the wild um (laughs) it's a good uh, reality check it's basically people taking pictures of influencers taking pictures and you Mm. see these people get in arguments and fights and then turn and smile for the camera right like because they're like we've got to do this because we have to but man i hate this (laughs) relationship goals you know like so the world will convince you that that's what relationships and that's what a good relationship looks like right um the world will also convince you that, man, everybody is out there bar hopping, uh, bed hopping. Like, it's just that's what relationships are. You know, that's where you got to find it. You got to find it in the bar. You got to find it. Uh, you're going to be sleeping around a lot. You're never going to find that one if that's not how you're doing it. Um, but the reality is a lot of people are just in kind of normal relationships. Like, oh, yeah, we met at school or we met at high school or we met at work. And, um, yeah, we're just kind of in this normal relationship you know they're not out there doing these crazy things every single night um and sometimes we like to glamorize that like oh that's how the world lives they're doing now sometimes it's pretty just low-key um i think the the big factor that they're missing in that christian relationship goal is that they're replacing what should be number one with themselves Mm -hmm. right they're replacing god in the relationship with how do I focus this relationship on God and how do I make sure that this this relationship is focused around God? And they they turn it into how do I make this relationship about me and how do I focus it around my needs and what I want? Um, and ultimately, if you're in a relationship where the, the opposite person is always thinking about themselves, you're going to tend to think about yourself too. Mm-hmm. And you're going to think, man, I can't fully trust this person because... Mm-hmm. I can't trust that they're going to do what's right for me. If, if push comes to shove, can I really rely on this? And, and 
if we get married, like, are they going to divorce me if I don't do what they want me to do? Or are, are they going to leave me if I don't perform in a certain way? And so there's always this nervousness that goes on in the background. Um, instead of, man, this person loves Jesus and they love God and they, they want to do what God has called them to do. And so I can trust that if, if they let me down, like I can still look to God to be that perfect thing that I can rely on, that they're relying on, uh, to to guide this relationship in a in a in a in a better course or a better direction. You know. Yeah, I think to uh, add on to that, when you say like, okay, I'm I'm looking out for myself, and so then I want to do what I want to do. I want to pursue my hobbies. I want to pursue my goals. Uh, part of being in a relationship is sacrificing your own desires to. Uh, walk alongside or lift up Mm -hmm. or give opportunities for your significant other or your future husband or wife to then pursue their goals. So if you get into this, I want to pursue my own things, uh, your significant other is going to be in the same mindset of like, well, if you get to go hunting on the week every weekend, then I want to go do something on the weekends. And that's just a recipe for disaster because then you're in this constant one up being like, oh, if you got to do that, then what do I get to do? And if Uh, Mm -hmm. You got to do that. Then I want to go do this. And it's never going to stop. And it's just going to be building up of frustrations and jealousy uh, and competition, uh, which will end up being a probably a large fight. It's it's because our our natural inclination is towards selfishness, not sacrifice. Mm -hmm. Right. Like God has to convince us that sacrifice is what's going to be healthy and what's going to be loving. If our natural inclination is always selfishness, which it is, mm-hmm. like we're never going to sacrifice for this other person. Yep. We might do it out of out of bitterness or out of pride or out of anger, but we're not going to do it willingly knowing, man, this is going to feed our relationship. This yeah. is going to be what's best yeah. for us. Like I love them so much and I want to sacrifice for them. It, it's going to come out of, well, yeah, you owe me something now. Yeah. Like yeah. I did this for you. Now you do this for me. Right. Yeah. And we're going to kind of play payback back and forth. Um, and that's never going to be a healthy mm-hmm. foundation for a relationship. Mm-hmm. And yeah. oh, oh, go, go ahead. ahead. Oh, I think my number one critique of secular culture and dating relationships is that it's all about feeling good and it's all about yourself and like yeah. what is best mm-hmm. for me. Um, yeah. And then when I think when you approach a relationship with that mindset, um, yeah, it's just not going to end well. Um, and that's when you get those like super nasty posts from people about this person broke up with me and they're trash. And like it's people approach re- relationships with this attitude of what is best for myself rather than what is best for the other person. And that ends up just causing like hurt and tension and division between you and other people rather than bringing you guys closer together or even just ending a relationship on good terms. Yeah. So. And I think when it comes to priorities, Um, in a relationship, I don't think necessarily they're always a a bad thing. So if you are starting off college or you're going to trade school or you're pursuing something uh, and you have to devote a lot of time to that, then that might just, you might not be ready today. You might not be ready for marriage and that's okay. Uh, But when it comes time, when you feel like, hey, the Lord is like leading me in this direction, it's time for me. uh, I'd like to settle down, find a girlfriend and eventually get married. That's when the the sacrifice piece comes in. There's some things you're just not going to be able to do. Uh, But then when you look on Instagram, you're going to see these people who are in dating relationships. You're going to see your friends and you're like, oh, wait, he's always out surfing. He's always out snowboard doing these things. And she's out. How do they do that? I don't get it. And uh, the truth is they're probably not doing the best job of dating. They're probably not sacrificing for each other. Uh, I can't speak for every couple on Instagram, Mm -hmm. but I just it's it's very hard to uh, pursue selfish priorities. 
if you're not willing uh, to sacrifice, that's just a recipe for disaster when it comes to relationships. Yeah, and I think it's, I mean, we can't generalize every couple out there. There's people that genuinely are, they're not believers, They and they are in relationships, mm-hmm. and they try to sacrifice for one another, I, and I totally understand that. But I think there will. there's always that day when push comes to shove, when it's like, do I really want to sacrifice anymore? Yeah. I, I yeah. don't think I do. And, and you and there's the it, even in Christian relationships that yeah. happens like I don't feel like sacrificing today right yeah. like I don't want to I don't I want to do what I want to do and we all have those selfish tendencies it's but what am I gonna fall back on now yeah am I falling back on myself to say well I I have to and at the end of the day I'm gonna do what I know is best for me right like you do you right you do what's best for you you got to be happy at the end of the day I, I've heard so many people I've heard so many people talk about like well, yeah, my parents got divorced, but I just want them to be happy, right? Like this life is not just about being happy. Like mm-hmm. this life is about more than that. And if we're always just at the end of the day, well, I just I just want to be happy. Well, you're going to be looking for happiness in the wrong places, right? You're going to be you're going to be searching it out in a relationship. Mm-hmm. A relationship isn't going to satisfy you at the end of the day, because you're going to move on to another person, and that person's going to fail you as well. Yep. you're going to fail them as well, right? It's about finding out, like, what does God have for me in this relationship? And am I honoring God in the way that I treat this person? Am I honoring God in the way that I interact with them? So sometimes we got to be beat over the head a little bit, too, of like, okay, man, I'm being selfish right now. I need to spend some time praying, re, re, uh, revisioning where my thoughts need to be, where my priorities need to be. And that's going to help me say, oh, yeah, maybe I shouldn't go on this trip hunting this weekend, or maybe yeah. I shouldn't take this girl's weekend. Uh, like mm-hmm. I need to, I need to back up a little bit and, and reprioritize like, what does God have for me in this relationship? Yeah. And I know this is the real Christianese answer, but it's, uh, the gospel, like Jesus mm-hmm. in his life and work on the cross. Uh, ultimately I don't know that many people would want to die on a cross and mm-hmm. sacrifice their own lives for, uh, the lives of millions and thousands of people who come to believe in him. But that's what God or Jesus was willing to do. He knew what he had to do. He even asked, like, Lord, is there any other way this can happen? And once he's God's like, this is this is what has to be done, he went through with it. And I just know I would not want to do that. Yeah. Um, and so when you look at a, that scale of, like, death, dying, uh, for us mm-hmm. to be like, oh, actually, I don't need to do this this weekend. Like, mm-hmm. you go do your thing. Or, oh, I know you had a rough week. Let me, let me watch. I, I have a kid now, so... <laughs> <laughs> These are the thoughts that I have, but oh, you had a rough week or a rough night. Like, let me let me take the kid and you go uh, go do something for yourself. Spend some time yeah. inside, whatever that is. Uh, mm-hmm. When you look at it at that, it's like, oh, okay. God laid out the the perfect example uh, and at the most highest level example for us to look at mm-hmm. and hopefully emulate in our own lives. Yeah, uh, and this like, yeah, this isn't to say just to re or to clarify for some of you who are like listening to this and like, wait, can I never take a hunting trip? Can I never have a girl's weekend? No, you absolutely can. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And sometimes like as a significant other, like maybe you're the guy and you're like, wow, I have noticed that my girlfriend or my fiance, my spouse hasn't had a girl's trip in a while. I'm going to empower her and encourage her to go do that because she needs those strong female Mm -hmm. friendships. Or if you're the girlfriend, fiance, spouse, um, and you're like, hey, I realized that my, um, my man, he hasn't, um, he hasn't had like a gaming weekend with his buddies in a while. Yeah. Like, I'm going to go let him do that. <laughs> or like, I'm going to go like encourage him to like spend time with his male friends because those still will be important, but they just won't be your number one priority. 
Yeah. Well, as somebody who just came back from a gaming weekend, <laughs> um, <clears throat> Mark, I literally just was up north with some buddies uh, at a cabin. There was 13 of us, and I think there were six beds. So people <laughs> everywhere, like on the floor, on couches, everything. Like, But it was such a good weekend. We spent like two hours in the morning uh, just encouraging one another, building one another up, getting into the word, uh, just talking about discipleship, talking about discipleship of our families, talking about like what we want to do, uh, goals for this year, all these things like got brought up. And it's it was a super encouraging time to be with other men who have families, who have wives, who are in the same position in life and and feeling that like, all right, this is where we want to be running together, right? Mm-hmm. Like there can be opportunities uh, that are so healthy for us to get away to spend time away from our families, to spend time away from our spouse, our, our, our dating relationship, whatever it is, to be re-encouraged, re-motivated of, okay, what, like, okay, I, I've been slipping on some things. Like, I need to press in. I need to, mm-hmm. to push a little harder. I need to go further. And I need to be reminded of my sacrifice at times, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's, it's, it's great to have those times. We don't need those times seven, eight times a year, right? True. We need those times every once in a while to, to be reminded and to push in. Um, but if we're spending, you know, if we're looking forward to uh, constantly getting out of this relationship or constantly getting away, yeah. like it's going to need more work than that. And it's going to, it's a time to press in mm-hmm. instead of backing away. Yeah. Yeah. So Kelly, what do you have for a uh, relationship goal versus uh, a biblical relationship goal? Yeah. So I... I think a good biblical relationship goal um, for me comes from Philippians 2, 3 through 4, which says, Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourself, not looking for your own interest, but each of you to the interest of others. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus. So based on this verse, I think a good relationship goal, um, yeah, is to just put the needs of the other above yourself. So maybe that comes Mm -hmm. to like physical boundaries. Maybe you're comfortable with holding hands or kissing, but your significant others like because of the way I was raised, I am not comfortable with those things. And so you say, okay, I'm not going to do that, even though that would be like I would want that. You maybe you say no Um, or maybe it's like emotional. like emotional boundaries, like maybe your significant other um, really wants us to talk about marriage really early on. And you're like, I'm not ready for that. I need to build up more trust before that conversation happens. And then, yeah, so honoring each other in terms of boundaries, um, being patient, um, being gracious, I think. So I got engaged a month ago. Congrats. Which is very Woo! exciting. Thanks. Um, yeah, and so um, – Jesse, my fiance, and I, one of the biggest blessings of our relationship has been that it's just been a tangible reminder of God's grace. And it's been a space to say, hey, this is what I'm struggling with. This is what's hard for me, like either in life or in faith. And then letting that other person speak God's truth into those places and be an encouragement and also um, to challenge me to be the best version of myself, the most Christ-like version of myself, rather than um, just kind of yeah, letting each other stay complacent. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think in it, when you when relationships start to get deeper, um, this person is going to end up knowing you better than anybody else, right? Yep. Like mm-hmm. I've been married for almost 15 years now. Megan knows me better than anybody else because she sees more of my sin than anybody else, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Like she she knows I'm not perfect. Uh, I can fool a lot of people and I can, I can put on my best behavior in a lot of scenarios, but like sooner or later you're going to let your guard down at home with your spouse or with this significant other, or even in a dating relationship. And, and so they, they are the one that can push you 
to say, Hey, I need to challenge you here. Like, yeah. and, and that's healthy. That's good. Yeah. Um, we don't want to end up in a, a, in a relationship where it feels like it's constant pushing, Yeah, but in <laughs> that's a, not healthy. right. And not in a nagging way or not a, like, you're always screwing up, but like, you want to be in that relationship where you're saying, man, I want to push you more towards Christ. Like I need to, I, you know, I feel like you need a reminder here in this area. And I heard this quote, um, and I, I wasn't planning on saying it, so I'm getting my phone out right now because just as it came to me, um, it's an amazing quote that um, just kind of, when I first read it or first heard it, it kind of blew me away, and I've been using it like consistently <laughs> ever since because it's uh, it's something that it's so easy to kind of overlook this, but it basically talks about truth and love. Mm-hmm. Uh, it says, love without truth is foolishness, right? So if I'm loving something without the truth of knowing what it is, it's just foolishness. I'm just, I'm just kind of throwing myself at something. Truth without love is arrogant, right? So if mm-hmm. I'm going to speak truth into your life without giving you love, it really comes across as just arrogant and kind of rude and like, hey, you know what? You need to do this. Oh, okay. Thanks a lot, jerk. You know, like if we're not going to love people in that, but truth and love strikes the balance Christ demonstrated, right? Mm -hmm. Christ was that perfect balance of truth and love. And so when we're in a relationship where we can balance out truth and love, uh, we're going to start to represent Christ in that relationship. So when we do have to call out hard things, we're not doing it out of anger or frustration or nagging or pushing. Mm -hmm. We're doing it out of love and we're doing it in such a way that I'm going to find out what is your love language, what is the way that you hear love best, and that's how I'm going to give it to you. Yep. Not just the way that I would experience love best or not the way I think would love you best, yeah. but to give it to you in that way and then maybe even respond like, you know, in that interaction, did you feel loved, right? Like mm-hmm. asking yeah. that person, was that loving? I, I want to do this in the most loving way possible, um, but that's how we grow. That's how we're pushed. That's how we're encouraged. Yeah, and I think uh, this might be a good transition with uh, truth and love. And so cultures, uh, I don't even know what culture's definition of love is, but a lot of people say like, hey, the physical part, the sex, the Mm -hmm. uh, physical intimacy, like that's how you show someone you love love them. And so a lot of dating culture today is uh, way crossing boundaries, pushing the boundaries. Mm -hmm. uh, And they'll tell you, well, if you you haven't had sex with them, how do you know if you're going to be compatible for marriage? Like how are you going to know if that's a person you're going to marry if you haven't had sex with them. Uh, and that's what culture will say. Like you got to figure out if you guys actually love each other. And they base that off of, uh, off of just cultural norms. Uh, and that love piece is like, no, that's just foolish. Like that's not what it's supposed to be. But then you get the other side of things of truth. Like, Hey, as believers, we know, uh, that that's not what God's design for that is. Uh, and we can come off as arrogant and thinking we're higher than other people if we're just constantly like, oh, I can't believe you've had sex before marriage. Oh, Mm -hmm. I can't believe you pressed those boundaries. Uh, And we can become very arrogant uh, in that. But when we link the two, when we know the truth, like, man, God's design for everything is perfect. And if we uh, live into those and if we know God's design, if we know the truth um, and as we engage, uh, get engaged and we move into marriage, like this is when God has designed uh, physical intimacy, when it, where he's mm-hmm. designed sex to be uh, played out. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's when we see those two come together. Uh, but when you have culture saying, no, you need to do this, you need to make sure you're compatible. And if you get to the other extreme side, just like. Well, it's, it's funny how incredibly backwards it is. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, why don't we have sex and figure, figure out if we're compatible and then we'll see if we like each other. 
Yeah. Right? I like, yeah. then we'll see if I can actually stand you. Right? <laughs> oh like, goodness. we'll see if I can even be around you for a couple of months. Like, let, mm-hmm. we'll do that first mm-hmm. and then we'll see. Like, <laughs> it's so incredibly backwards. Like, yep. not knowing uh, if, man, this is the person that I really love and engage with. And, I mean, not even talking about all the science behind how dopamine and and things work in your mind and how sex uh, ties you together to a person and how it literally can uh, ruin a relationship if it's not done in the right context in the right way and how it will hurt future relationships if it's not done in the right context. And like, there's a ton of science behind that. Um, that's just because God designed it that way. Yep. But that being said, it sounds uh, very foolish when you put it in that way of like, hey. Um, you know, why don't we um, become very intimate and deep together, knowing each other's bodies, and then we'll see if we actually even get along. Mm-hmm. It just sounds, I mean, it has to sound so backwards in that yeah. because the reality is uh, getting to know somebody, getting to know their likes and their dislikes, it's seeing if you can com- compute on a on an emotional level, mm-hmm. um, just on a, on a normal emotional level, on a spiritual level, even far more concerned. Um, that, that physical level will come very naturally later on. Uh, when you get married, that physical level will not be a problem whatsoever. Mm -hmm. Um, it, it will be something that feels very natural. It feels very, uh, right in the timing. Um, and it's, it's not going to be a, oh, are we going to be compatible or not? It's going to be a, oh, we know we're compatible. We're, we're ready for this. We're excited for this. Uh, instead of a, uh, yeah, we, we found out we're, 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 we work, you know, like we, it, it works out and now we're going to see if we like each other. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I and, think, oh, sorry. Nope. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I think Tim Keller has a really great quote about that, which is that marriage is just friendship with a little bit of romance sprinkled in. Hmm. And so it's like the main goal or not goal, but like m- romance and like sex it's only one portion of your relationship. Like that's not going to be the defining feature. I don't want to disappoint everybody, but I I did read a stat recently. I think it was uh, the average uh, couple, not even just married couple, but average couple, I think had sex 56 times a year. Out of 365 Um, days. So out of 365 (laughs) days, the average, obviously you got people more, you got people less, but you're thinking 56 times. That's basically like a one every five days or one like once a week something like that oh yeah yeah just kidding yeah there's 52 weeks in a year yeah so you're looking like you know just around once a week or so like that so when you start to say oh our relationship is all about that one thing that's once a week for you know this this short period of time that's ridiculous. Yeah. Like if that's how you're going to base your relationship, you're going to your relationship's going to falter and fail real quickly if that's the thing that's holding your relationship up. Yeah. Um because if you get into a relationship that actually is going to mean more to you, you're going to realize like sex is an amazing thing and it's available to you, but it's not something that is the the center of your relationship. It is a glue that holds that relationship together. It's designed that way. It's meant to tie you together in a unique way that shouldn't be tied to anybody else in this world. But it is not the central of your relationship. Like your the center of your relationship still has to be God. It yeah. still has to be that number one. That should be far more prevalent in your relationship uh, than than sex really ever will be. Yeah. And I think to add to that, uh, some people listening may have had sex before marriage, may have crossed boundaries. Like, those situations mm-hmm. can be redeemed. God's grace is enough. If yep. you, if that's you listening, like that doesn't mean you're ruled out of marriage. It doesn't mean that you can't be in a God glorifying relationship. Those 
uh, things can be redeemed and I've seen them be mm-hmm. reconciled and people go on to get married and have great marriages. Uh, so just adding that little in there cause we've been like, no, hundred <laughs> percent. No. Yeah. And, and I think that we can harp on it a little bit. Like, uh, I would say, you know, the statistics say that there are a lot of people out there that have had sex. It comes down to, are you willing to recommit? Yeah. Right. Are, are you willing to repent? Are you willing to look back and say, all right, Lord, Maybe I haven't done this right, but I also know that you can make things brand new, mm-hmm. right? Because we were all sinners when God found us, right? Yeah. None of us is perfect. None of us have, have walked that tightrope uh, 100%. Like, God found us all as sinners. And so we have to be reminded, like, okay, am I willing to repent? Am I willing to move forward in freedom and trust that the Lord is going to redeem this relationship or redeem future relationships mm-hmm. that I put him as the priority instead of these things, right? There's always that chance to say, you know what? I got to refocus. I got to put God as priority. And when you do that, that's when the blessings will flow. That's when the freedom will flow. That's when the peace will flow. Yeah. So we're coming to a close here pretty soon. Does anyone have any other closing uh, cultural versus biblical relationship goals? Um, I think something, I'm not sure if it's necessarily I guess it is a goal, but something to just keep in mind, like when you are dating someone, I think some important questions to ask yourself is um, how can I help this person be the best, most Christ-like version of themselves? That that really like after having dated you, if you guys end up breaking up, like is this person person going to be a better version of themselves or a worse version of themselves? Mm-hmm. And did they grow deeper in their faith as a result of knowing you or did they fall away from their faith? And I think as Christians, those are some really important goals or just questions to have in mind as you date. Yeah. Because if you are both centered on Christ, you're brothers and sisters in Christ. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right. And so this this person if you end up date if you end up breaking up, there's they're still a sister in Christ yep. or they're still a brother in Christ. And so there is this responsibility of how do we mutually love them, right? Like how do we care for them well? Uh, because Matthew twenty two says love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul and mind and then love your neighbor as yourself. Right. So if I'm yep. loving God first and then I'm loving my neighbor, that that still plays in if we break up, right? Yes. Like that still is something I can't badmouth them. I can't th- roll them through the dirt. Like I can't, oh, they did all this terrible things and da da da. Like it's my opportunity to love my brother or sister in Christ well uh, in the breakup as much as in the relationship. Yes. Um, and so we have to be able to do that well if we're going to honor God in that relationship. Yeah. So uh, there's a lot more that we had previous or prepared to talk about but this is actually kind of a good thing because if you uh, worship with us on a tuesday if you join us on a tuesday night we're currently in a dating series Uh, so tomorrow we're going to be talking about uh, what to look for in a guy but next week march 8th we're going to have a panel so this is going to be prime Uh, we're going to have a form where you can submit questions for that panel to answer so if there's anything that we didn't address or if you have further questions on something we talked about today uh, there will be a link on our instagram for this form and there will also be an opportunity for you to submit those questions tomorrow night and throughout the week uh, so if there's or you can always email us at myfreshcoast.gmail.com. Yeah, yeah. gmail.com yep you can email us too or text us if you have our number if you have any questions uh in regards to dating, marriage, relationships, send those in because we're going to have a panel of uh, newlyweds yep. to seasoned uh, seasoned weds. Seasoned uh, weds. Seasoned <laughs> weds uh, that are going to be uh, answering some of those questions on mm-hmm. March 8th. So if you have more of those, send them our way. Uh, we'd love to try and do our best to get those answered. Yeah. Um, but with that yeah. being said, 
This has been another episode of My Fresh Coast, and we will talk to you guys next month. See ya. Later.